double back when you got it made. Thirty racks of weed, no fat in the collard greens. Off top of me, no cap, no bottle. Yeah, here it goes. We are live. Um, I see the I see the recording. What's it called? I see the numbers going right now. Yeah, now we on the mic again. How does that feel? You good? Uh, who is this? What do you mean? You know, what are you talking about? Who, who am I talking to right now? You talking to Delancey? It's me. It's, it's your boy. Delancey. Oh, I, you're still alive? Yeah, I'm still nigga. <laughs> Get the fuck. You funny. People have been DMing me on social media, and I'm just—I've just been making stuff up. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's in Amazon." Uh, oh my god, yeah, no. Uh, I seen uh one of my buddies, Darius. This nigga would post online. He was like, "Bro, I'm gonna just keep making shit up every chance that I get." Um, he was like, "Yo, he got into a fight with some Latin kings and accidentally killed one. I got to lay low and so on and so forth." I'm like, "Bro, please stop." I'm like, "Please, please don't do that." I really like cut it out. Um, I just been chilling, working. Uh, there's a lot that has been going on over the past few months because I think it's been about five months since we posted an episode. Uh, it's the first hiatus that we've taken in the five years of us recording, really. So um, I'm feeling more refreshed. I'm feeling uh, like I'm in a better mind state uh, in a better you know work-life situation and so on and so forth so i'm excited to hop back on the mic with you man how you been what have you been up to uh mostly just uh soul searching trying to figure out if if we were still friends nigga what the fuck come on now i mean you saying that but you didn't come to the juneteenth function though what's up with oh you know what i totally spaced on that so you invited me and then i was like yeah i'll roll through and then i was at I was at like a camera shop buying yeah. some stuff, like a stand. And then I was like, wait, I was supposed to go to something today. And I was like, well, yeah. shit. You funny as hell. But it ended up being okay. We had ribs and shit. It was pretty chill. Um, before I get too ahead of myself, this is another episode of Spit Sessions. Welcome back. Uh, if, you're, if you've come back, we appreciate you. Thanks for being patient while niggas was going through things and living life and soul searching and trying to figure out what's going on during these tumultuous times. It, you know, um, I miss doing this and I'm pretty sure Reggie has as well. We have not forgotten about you or, um, you know, our commitment. But to... they definitely forgot about us. Oh, I mean, look, listen, possibly, but we don't do it for the, for the, you know, the, 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 uh, validation. We do it for the, um, the passion you know what I'm saying? Of the Christ. I, I, I still haven't seen that movie in general. Me neither. But yeah, no, I don't think that's for me. But nah, we just, you know, we do it because we're just two two pals hopping on microphones and talking uh, random rigmarole every chance that we get. Um, yeah, no. So I, I feel like I feel like uh, I'm excited to see what's going on. We got some new stuff in the works. Um, you know, this is the first time we recorded clearly in months, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, as for myself, I've, um, I've been on some new shit, dude. Um, have you seen, I know we haven't like FaceTimed or anything like that or seen one another in person for a little bit, but I have switched up my appearance a little bit. Um, oh, you got real swole like Dave Chappelle? No, that's weird. He look, he don't look right. Swole. 
skinny Dave Chappelle is like what's cemented into my mind. So when I see him with muscle titties, um, it just doesn't sit right in my soul. But no, I did not get super swole. I probably lost some weight because I got a little bit more active. Um, and I've started having my hair twisted because I am going to grow locks like once they actually uh, bud and start to frizzle up and all that other stuff. So that's what I've been on for the past few months. Uh, I also got contact lenses, so I don't really wear glasses as much as I used to. Like color contacts? You look like Blade? No, no, no. No, no, no. I would never. I would never wear color contacts. If I did wear color contacts, I don't even know what color they would be. Honey? No. No. That's not a... No. Nah. You don't remember that from high school? People would show up and be like, nah, this is this is honey. Nah, these are my real eyes. Nah, this is what's up. I used to hate that shit. It was like one Latinx lady that I used to go to high school with and my little dumb ass, I had to be about 14 or 15. She had blue contacts in. I walked up and was like, oh, damn, those are real eyes? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, okay. You looking good. You looking nice. Lo and behold, yeah, I felt like a phony. She was with her friends too. Them niggas was laughing at me on the low. I ain't appreciate it. But I'm older now, stronger, smarter. I know the difference between everything else. So um, Chicago has been opening up. Niggas can't buy alcohol after midnight. It's been a bunch of shit. So if you wanna, if you wanna start from the personal aspect, um, I'm completely down with that because I'm pretty sure some stuff has been going on with you as well. I would like to know that because I miss you, man. Uh, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, we basically haven't talked. We've been like, yeah, let's catch up soon, and then we just we don't. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, nothing too crazy. I uh, I was consulting with the SBA for a while, the Small Business Association, I think it stands for, and uh, trying to do all this entrepreneurial stuff properly. And this nigga got it. a PPP loan, y'all. He he went. No, and did. I don't qualify for that, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, like you know, I've been doing whatever for however long, and I I just like. I I need to get a new car and I'm thinking about the near future of like, you know, maybe getting another house and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I I haven't claimed an income in however many years, you know? So yeah, it's like about, you know, filing an LLC and doing all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, that's been it and working and then, uh, yeah, it's majority of it. And then COVID's weird. I haven't like, I still haven't, um, really gone out it's i'll tell you it's a it's a different beast and the same animal at the same time as for myself i uh you know just been doing some soul searching like like trying to be healthier trying to take care of um you know mindset physical aspects and stuff like that um you know has some 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 loss in the family like in may and that kind of like pushed me and nudged me into being more proactive and um, being more earnest with my intent and like the things that I put out there and the things that I like manifest for myself and shit. I did a moonlight ritual, you know, you know about them shits, like when the full moon is happening and you burn stuff. Uh, it's way deeper than what I'm saying. That's but, like at the end of that movie, The Witch, where you you were living deliciously in the living. moonlight. No, a goat didn't walk into the room and ask me if I would like to drink. Did, what do you ask? Would you like to drink milk and honey or some shit like that? And he was touching the shoulders real seductively. Nah, it was nothing like that. It was just me in my back porch area, like, you know, looking. So you're Wiccan? You do the Wicca now? 
I wouldn't say I am. Uh, I thought it would just like it would just be something that would be transformative for me and what I was going through at the time. Uh, I will say that it was like kind of emotional and it felt nice to do it. But the history behind it, I'm sure, has like, you know, either hoodoo or witchcraft, like backgrounds and stuff. But sometimes that's not bad because all of that stuff is in a good portion of the religions that most people celebrate these days. So I don't see it as a negative thing, but yeah, potentially. Yeah. I was, I was fucking around. I was fucking around. Wasn't fucking around too maliciously, but <laughs> it was a new experience for me. So that was I nice. Think, um, whatever you, not you, like anybody believes in, yeah. I think it is uh, important and safe and not weird to just go out into the woods yeah no and start flo- the floating around part is where shit gets a little weird i don't know because there is stuff out here people practice and do certain things that much we have confirmed but i'm curious about the people that are doing it maliciously and like trying to hurt individuals like where are they do i know anybody that does that i wonder like probably I would- not yeah because I-, I tend to be around cool people but i know for a fact that these people are out here so um did you see space jam 2 no i didn't i i rewatched the first space jam uh for nostalgic purposes but i have not seen the second one i've seen uh opinions going back and forth about how people feel about it you know people who fuck with nostalgia are just like michael jordan and then people who are like on the bronze dingling are like man this shit is amazing but i would like to see and like judge for myself i think you saw it i'm assuming yeah, and no, I was just bringing it up because uh, Don Cheadle was in it, and then I was I was gonna pose the question like, what if Don Cheadle contacted you like through the internet, like he did in Space Jam Two? Would you believe it, or would you think it was the devil? I would believe it. You know, Don Cheadle seems like a regular, spagular dude. I don't know why he would be contacting me, but um, I would wonder what it was that led to the situation happening but i would definitely respond to don cheeto man that's fucking captain planet dog captain planet motherfucker i'm assuming you've seen the captain planet videos right yes okay yes. i just wanted to be sure there was silence but yeah no nah, the motherfucker was turning niggas in the trees man how you not gonna reply to his message when he when he hit you up that don't make no sense i need to know um but yo uh shit's crazy i haven't done that much other witchcrafty um stuff after that but i've just been trying to be cool and better in general that's um, the way to do it man it is as a matter of fact in 13 days i will no longer be uh, a restaurant manager so there's that going oh, so on. you gave <laughs> yeah man this <laughs> this a man i don't know what the fuck is going on with people these days but it's just it's just enough i've had enough i am done I found myself longing for, you know, the ability to go to work, work and then go home and let the work stuff stay at work and to not be responsible for anyone other than myself in the workplace. You know, well, I I was uh, talking to our mutual friend about it, who's Mm -hmm. uh, seen you a lot lately, apparently. Oh, really? That's interesting. Uh, Really interesting. I'm wondering. but, uh, But yeah, go ahead. He's, you know, he spent a good amount of time in the industry and I was like, hey, it, you know, off top, being a restaurant manager sounds like it kind of sucks. Because mm, like, no, yeah, go ahead. Because here, here's what I was thinking. So, OK, if you're a server, mm-hmm. you make and you work at a decent place, your hourly is not the worst. And then you're making a bunch of tips 
and then you just kind of like show up and you leave, right? And then you're the yeah. manager, and you're you you could potentially be making a, a fair amount less than the servers, but with yeah. way more work and responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it's been, you know, ever since I started doing it. And I'm not upset about it because I'm one of those people. I don't really covet what someone else is getting, because when you go to a job and you sign up for a position, that is the position that you signed up to work. You know what I'm saying? So when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. The benefit, if you're a salary person in a restaurant, is that when it's slow and you're not a person that relies on tips, you're still getting whatever it is that you need. The downside is that you're getting that and that alone, unless anything extra comes through the gate. Um, yeah, but no, I've worked with people and I've seen, you know, how much they would get and whatever else. And I'm like, yo, that's good for you. Like, I want you to get that. Y'all need to be in here getting your money. Like, I care about you little niggas. But um, yeah, no, the responsibility factor, man, especially in the climate today. Uh, for those of you, I mean, I'm not sure how you wouldn't know, but Lollapalooza is a, a huge festival concert show or whatever you want to call it that happens in chicago every summer like around august september and um they did that shit even though we still in the pandemic niggas is vaccinated well some niggas is vaccinated they did that shit they had a crowd of almost four hundred thousand people i've seen videos specifically the tyler the creator show and everybody in the crowd had no mask on i'm like thinking to myself ain't no way that all these niggas got that that poke in the arm. So I know some shit is about to happen. And then lo and behold, August 2nd, um, the numbers was at like 1,680 new cases that day. August 9th, we had 2,180 new cases in a day. And then things are just rolling out more and more rapidly. People getting sick, people catching shit, even though they vaccinated. Um, it's just too risky for me because whole time restaurants are like opening up as well so not only that there's the aspect of customers being like dickheads because each restaurant has like a different thing going on people like i gotta wear a mask yes you have to wear a mask but i'm vaccinated i'm like yo congratulations Mm -hmm. but i still don't want you breathing on me dog like that's not yeah that's not hey pretend pretend yeah pretend Uh reggie not talking to somebody else it's okay it's just me and you just focus on what i'm saying but um yeah niggas is assholes you know and i would assume that the people is this nigga four playing in the back what are you doing oh just one second okay cool do you think you being seductive no um shit is i'm being nosy i need to listen to what's going on i'm sorry for the back cool oh yeah it looks really good thank you yeah from the back it look good from the back what look good from the back oh so uh somebody uh broke into our garage and oh. my family uh freaked out and now we, we got uh, adt here setting up okay security okay. and cameras in the back i understand did you get a gun <laughs> no <laughs> i just wanted to be sure it sounded seductive the conversation was leaning towards a certain direction i heard something look good from the back and i was like i just stopped talking so i can listen to it but um yeah i mean uh well, well uh to go back to that it was interesting because i just read something where uh for anybody who doesn't know uh in chicago it's up to the business's discretion we don't have like a lot of mandates in place as of right now so that's mm-hmm. that's what he was referencing like yeah you could yeah. go to one restaurant and they're like we don't give a fuck about anything you go to another yeah. restaurant they're like keep that shit on doesn't matter yes and uh, i found myself having to have conversations with 
customers or patrons or whoever the fuck else it is that I would have never thought I would have to have. It's just frustrating. I'm I'm burnt the fuck out. Not to mention like the job market is really weird right now. Like the the amount of people in the workforce aren't really as prominent as it used to be, but the demand for certain things is going up. So it's just a situation where you could easily be burnt out no matter like where it is or what you're doing. And I think that's across the board where the, where there's the restaurant industry, retail, um, you name it. But people have been coming into restaurants and I had to sit, I had to pull one half aside and just be like, you know, honestly, man, like, can you, can you please put your shoes on? You know, like don't, don't walk around barefoot in the restaurant i don't know what's on the floor if you step on something or step your toe or something i don't want to be liable for that but you are barefoot in the restaurant people are eating i know it's your birthday get your shoe get your flip-flops off the table it's crazy people are crazy right now i don't know what the fuck is going on i think people crazy because they ain't been outside in a little bit and it's like you know what i'm gonna go outside get some waffle fries and put my flip-flops on a motherfucking table i'm like you not at home what is bro you niggas are killing me. Slowly I think uh, it's also you're you're over thirty, man. Yeah, dude. And yeah. you just don't you you've dealt with enough in life, and you don't yeah. want to go to work and have somebody doing something that makes literally no sense. No. And then when you politely ask them to to not do that, they get weird and indignant about it. Yeah. And you're just like, why is anything anymore? What? What? None of this matters. You know, I had that exist. I've been having existential crisis, like crises on the low. I would be in the workplace, like sitting in the fucking office, just like looking around, like, damn, dude, like these niggas, like this really is the end all be all for some motherfuckers. Like, hey man, this bread too crispy. This bread too soft. This I realize none of this shit matters. And not to be blasphemous or disrespectful to anybody in the industry right now, but. We can admit it, like, even though we get paid and we pay our rent, you know, bills and we are able to make a living off of these things, like, I'm trying to chill because I'm not trying to push anybody else, like, into this crisis mode type thing. But all I'm saying is look at your surroundings and make sure whatever it is that you're doing is right for you and you have a healthy mental state, physical state, and you feel good when you're actually doing it. I know it's a blessing to be able to find those things if you're working in a place where it doesn't behoove you, um, but the pay is good. Hey, get it how you live, do what you need to do, but once you feel like you need to move around or be in a completely different place, I support that. Do what you need to do, for real, because, um, yeah, no, it becomes stagnant. Being comfortable is is an issue or complacent is an issue sometimes so i hope you know you come across whatever it is you need to clench some cheeks and bounce from place to place that shit is important and i know we've all been through shit and i'm not trying to be no health guru type nigga but i really care about niggas man i just i just hope people are doing okay and that they get where they need to be or where they're where they want to be or at least out of where they don't want to be shit is crazy dude oh Never mind. I was gonna make a comment about something, but I think I'm gonna wait until we stop recording. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I yeah. think you know we've been a little bit on the same page. Uh, you took a really big break from social media, and I think I took yeah. well, you took a complete break. I took a ninety percent break, mm-hmm. uh, and I've just been like on Twitter very casually. I don't really. It's just it's. I think it's partly aging out of things, but I think mm-hmm. everything that's happened in the last like two years has 
helped put a lot of things into perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just hard. Like even on Twitter, man, like it's it's so much less fun. Like it's hard for me to log on and see somebody that's like 18 be like, I am so ignorant. Yes. It's like sometimes it's funny, but like for the most part, I'm just like, I don't even want to see this shit, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I had a moment where, uh, you know, just for insight purposes and whatnot, um, when I mentioned uh, loss in the family previously, my grandfather passed in like May, early May, May 11th to be exact. And being around for the process of his life coming to an end um, kind of instilled like a this is real type moment in me. Um, you know, seeing my aunt, dad, uncles, and everyone coming together to make sure his affairs were in order and you know, he was taken care of, visiting him in the hospital and whatnot. He was he was eighty nine, so it wasn't like he like he was doing parkour and like broke something and died tragically and whatnot. His his life seemed to like just naturally come to an end. And being a part of that process and going in and acknowledging the fact that this is going to happen to all of us. You know, I've had those conversations with um, those same family members that were there, like uncles and my dad and whoever else, like each generation, you're going to end up, if you're fortunate enough, like being there towards the end of whoever it is that came before you's life. And, you know, things wrapped up and, you know, we were, I was actually in the room when he passed and we were joining hands and like uh, expressing how much we loved him and whatever else, but something seemed to kind of like click for me. And I think that is what it is, is that jump started my mental process of, all right, what is important to you? When you pass away, what is it that you're going to leave behind? Um, how are you spending your time? Where are you spending it? And everything that I'm saying is mostly a me thing. And I don't knock anyone doing anything different because we all go through our own process and we all process things differently and we all do what we need to do for us but you know things as minuscule as acknowledging how much time i would spend on an app or doing this that or the other it's just like maybe i can restructure how that time is spent and then you know assess uh other ways that can help me you know what i'm saying like the work situation is like damn none of this matters niggas is barefoot and mad about cold waffle fries that's crazy do i want to be here is this is this serving me the way that it used to be um, to realizing that I hadn't had the chance to get back to hobbies like us recording and stuff like that. Like work was stressing me the fuck out around then, honestly, but it was a lot going on. I was trying to balance, balance the uh, work life situation. And in that moment that everything seemed to be like falling apart in a sense, things started being built up and I came out of it and I tried to assess like how I could use the moment to help me as a person. And I know I sound crazy. <laughs> I know, you know I, what I'm saying? I don't think you sound crazy at all. I think this is stuff that we all know at some some base level. This is all some stuff that people can relate to and they'll say, I know, I know, right? And I think yeah. depending on the individual person, you will get to a point where you truly know and feel these things right like yeah it's a, it's a next like two levels up of understanding of what you're talking about yeah yeah and everybody it, gets there at a different time but like mm-hmm. i mean for anybody listening who who may not be completely getting it, i mean put put into the perspective of you know your your whole family's coming together and experiencing this loss and there's like a 
not a happiness to it, but you're, there's like an understanding and celebration of this person's life. But then there's a morning and all this. And then the next day you go and somebody's like, my vegan Italian beef is like too hot. Can you blow on it for me? And you're just like, what the fuck? What, what are you Boom. doing? Right. Yes. And money is money. Like we need money to live. I understand that. And like poverty mm-hmm. is a big issue, but it's like, you can make money. Like you can make enough. Right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you, you don't have kids. You don't have, you know. No, for like, sure. Like you can yeah. figure it out. Do you, do you happen? You said you put two weeks in, are you just going to roll with it? Or do you have something lined up? I actually, coincidentally, yes, I have something lined up. Um, I am on vacation this week. Uh, for the restaurant because fortunately you know they were able to give me some time off which was like super needed because you know I was working throughout all of 2020 and then all throughout 2021 up until I actually got the vacation Uh, but some things did come through you know I started looking just online you know stuff like Indeed and whatever else but I'm fortunate enough to be in a neighborhood of individuals who kind of know one another and I have like a certain amount of rapport with people on the strip or the street like of bars and restaurants that are around there but yeah no uh went around you know just letting people know how i was feeling like what i was going through and stuff and then someone was like hey this is the my gm at this bar that i work at shoot him an email send your resume over and i was like okay so i did that and got back to me we had a general back and forth like seven emails or so and then he was like yeah no uh, you know it looks like we staffed up um unfortunately but i'll keep you in the loop in case we need somebody cool the following day or two later i get an email like actually i looked at this i do need somebody on this day if you can come in and um work the door i'm like yeah sure fuck it then carrying on a few days later it was like hey you know someone got sick can you actually cover four days this week and it happened to be the week that i'm on vacation so i have been working the door at a bar in the logan square neighborhood and Reggie, I am going to have stories. I feel like my stories that are going to come from working in a bar are going to be way more ridiculous than the ones that come from working in a restaurant. Okay, cool. So oh, yeah. it's barefoot, you know, boom. But it's still food. There's a structure to it. You come in, you sit down, you eat, boom, and you leave. I'm realizing that bars like straight up alcohol, of course, that's what it's made. That's what it's made for. But like just yesterday, dog, I was... I'm coming across all types of people. I'm seeing a side of society that I have not seen prior. I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Uh, the people that I'm looking at, the people that are trying to come in. It was like two two white dudes last night. One was stumbling and fumbling, like drunk as fuck. And his friend was like, hey, yeah, let's get in here. And he came up. He's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, nah, dog, what you doing? No. And his friend was like, uh, I'm good. I'm like, dude, you can't stand still. You're spinning like as you're standing. Like, no, you can't. you good, bro. You can't come in here. But, but I'm good. I can't. I'm like, no, no. And I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, am I going to have to roadhouse a nigga? Am I going to have to uh, Patrick Swayze roundhouse kick niggas? Is this, is this the life that I live now? I'm a bouncer. I make a living putting my life on the line. But no, I got, I got a little bit of stuff lined up. We'll see. But in the long term, I'm considering going back to school. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, if you can, if you got the time and money to do that, I think that's the move, you know, I think, um, you know, that's been my plan for a minute, it got uh, postponed again, just because I had to do all this, like, starting a legit business thing, you know? Yeah, which is Um, really, really cool. I'm excited to see like what you do. Are you going to be doing videography, photography and such? 
Yeah, I mean, I've been doing more photo just because it's, I think, as a value proposition, it makes sense to people, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you tell, like, uh, maybe, well, we'll see. We'll see if this makes sense. But if I say, like, okay, you need photos, it's like $100 an hour or something. People would be like, yes. okay, cool. Yeah. But if I say your music video is going to be, like, two, 150 an hour, they're going to be like, no way, that's too much money. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, like, you know, I actually had to reevaluate my pricing, you know, because I, I try to find that balance and it, it depends on the client, right? Of course, of, you know, coming in low and, you know, it's like if it's some artist and I like the song, it's like, okay, we'll figure something out, right? But like, you know, minimum wage here is 15. Mm-hmm. My camera setup, like, like $5,000 or something, right? And I have like Ooh, lights okay. and all this shit. And then it's like, yeah. I have to, you know, it's like there's gas miles on my car. And it's like, dude, I, I can't charge under a certain amount if you're wanting me to, you know, shoot all day or shoot for two days. And then that's like another day or two of editing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're for me, it, it's essentially like a week of work. And what, what am I supposed to pay myself? You know, it's like I, I had to really think of it in those terms. And it's like, yeah, I can't, uh, I can only come so low. So yeah, I've been doing mostly photo because I can nice. do an hour and a half shoot and like stack some up and just knock them out. And, you know, nice. even if at the end of the week, I'm only making, let's say I only make $400 at the end of the week. It's like, how many hours did I really work? Yeah. And whatever. Exactly. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I still am um, probably going to go back to school. I think, you know, this is going to work out short, medium term, however, I just think it's like, man, am I going to be able to retire off this? Do I want to be doing this when I'm 50, 60? You know, yeah. it kind of depends on how the business grows and everything, but uh, it'd be nice exactly. to have like a nine to five that I didn't hate and made enough money at. That's the sweet spot. I think that's something that we're all striving for, a place where we can uh, support ourselves and not feel like blowing our brains out. You know, it's it's a blessing when you find it. You know, so if you're a person out there that's passionate about taking care of people, you're not burnt out by the pandemic, you're a nurse in the medical field or whatever, or you're an electrician and you fuck with zippity zapping poles and connecting wires and shit and you love that shit, go you. You know what I'm saying? I hope everybody comes across something that they can actually care about. Would you say this is something that you're passionate about? Uh, I think passion is a strong word, you know, to be fair. I think it's something that I'm good enough at. And like, I, I definitely enjoy it if I'm doing it on my own terms. And then, you know, it's not like, I think about like, if I'm doing something that is boring to me or I don't enjoy it, it's like, this is still way better than working at Amazon or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's enough for me. Right. I think I, I still, I don't know. It's weird. It's like still like a hobbyist thing, but it's like the money, money making thing is there. So like, let's yes. just go that way right it like it would seem mm-hmm. silly to leave that on the table or off the yeah. table however you want to put it uh but i mean it and again i think there's been a, a big awakening for people and that's why jobs are are saying they're struggling hiring people it's just like dude like you can make the minimum wage in your area so many ways without having to do some like demeaning shit and get <clears throat> exploited for your labor you know like i i don't even see this as a political issue necessarily like Mm -hmm. it's just you can do honestly like anything and then some offices be like hey man it's we it's eight dollars to be a project manager eight dollars an hour you you Mm -hmm. in it's no i am not in no i'm not absolutely not 
I'm loving it for people. It seems like everyone in general is realizing how valuable their labor is. And it seems like workplaces are being bullied into offering more. I'm seeing restaurants giving people $10 an hour and then including them in a tip pool and still offering like insurance for people, you know, and I want to say to everybody, like right now, use this time, pay attention to your favorite places and where you like to go and spend your money and stuff. And just like, if you care enough to do so, check out what changes they've made to take care of the people that are working for them right now, because people really don't have to be in McDonald's necessarily or Burger King or any of these fast food places. Cause that's the first place that comes to mind because they didn't want to give niggas $15 an hour. Now look at them. You remember that? You remember them conversations? And I know I'm beating a, a dead horse with a stick or whatever, because these are the same, this is the same discourse that people have had for years, but it's funny to me to see people that sh- were shitting on certain job positions not having access to things because those positions aren't filled and they're complaining about it. Yeah. Um, it's uh shit. What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Burger King, Whoppers, chicken fries, <laughs> Burger King tacos. Uh, man, I have no idea. I, I it's some, it'll come back today. It'll come back to you. I haven't eaten anything yet. I just can't. Oh, oh, oh. so uh, here, here's what I was going. So I do have to get a part time job. Uh, <clears throat> my idea is to get one through the new year because I had like some crazy expenses happen to me out of the blue. And I want to just like pay all that down and not accrue mm-hmm. a bunch of interest and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I was looking at some job listings and like it, it's crazy to see who has adjusted already and who's trying to wait it out. So, yeah. for instance, one that really uh uh, tickled me was I was looking at like so I watched that Jason Statham movie where he he is a transporter uh, no the new one where he gets a job as like an armored truck guy to like get revenge on somebody and I was like man I wonder how much them hoes pay and they were trying to pay like $16 an hour and I'm like dude the minimum wage is 15 now and you need to have like a chauffeur's license you need to have your Foyd card your perk card I mean none of these are like hard to get but it's like all stuff that you're requiring from an employee and it's like there's no premium on any of that. And then, I mean, technically the job's dangerous. I mean, are those people getting shot every day? Like, no, but I mm-hmm. mean, you're an armed guard for large amounts of money. The potential is there. The potential danger is there. And the liability is there because you're armed. What if you, I mean, again, you know, like their insurance covers you for a lot of stuff, but it's like you're driving like a, a truck that weighs like however many tons. And if you get into an accident, you could really hurt somebody. If they're driving mm-hmm. like a regular car, right? If you get into a shootout with somebody and you hit somebody, I mean, you have to live with that. And it's like sixteen fifty, like no, no fucking way. Yeah, no, exactly. The standards that people are having certain certain standards are lowering because they want to get people in where they fit in. But as a person who was like checking stuff on Indeed and whatnot, one of the positions I was consistently coming across was like an administrative assistant. Um, and the need for a bachelor's, and I'm not knocking education. Uh, I'm speaking to someone who's considering going back and finishing my shit, but I'm like, do like the job description. There is a value of, uh, the piece of paper over the actual labor experience, which we've known for years, but I've been curious to see how people adjust. Cause it's like, dude, do you want someone 
like with a bachelor's or do you just want to fill the position? Like it could go either way. So some people well, they, are like, oh, they up? used to have the leverage to do so. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, slightly older than you. And, and I think, I don't know if it's the same for you. You, you can tell me, but like, it used to be like, okay, if you get out of high school, you should probably go to college. But like, I'm, I'm, I guess an older millennial where they're still pushing college, but it was still in that realm where the idea was like, okay, if you don't go to college, you know, get a job in like the mail room of a big office downtown and yes. then work your way up yeah, sort of thing. And that's not, that doesn't really happen anymore. But like, more importantly, I think if you have so many applicants you're you're discouraging however many people from applying by saying you require bachelors. And anybody who has yes. a bachelor's and is willing to work for fucking nothing, then you like you get their ass. And you're saying, well, you don't have experience. So you have to come in for this much, and then you'll work your way up. But it's all made up for the most part. Right. Yeah, that shit is like if you, you know, earn your raise or whatever. That shit costs a lot of money, like getting a motherfucking bachelor's. I've seen the numbers, nigga. If you got yeah. one, make sure you're getting paid, please. Like, I want you to get paid. Or yeah, you don't need least... a bachelor's to fucking use a fax machine and send emails and shit. And I was looking at the descriptions of certain things. It's like, you know, buy office supplies for the office. Okay. Handle the schedule. Okay. You know, keep things tidy, greet customers, answer calls, forward emails, do this, correspond between. And I'm like, dude, this is regular, regular shit. I've been yeah. doing this for the last five years, but preferably you have a bachelor's in business, so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay, I get in it. In business. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm like, you want a certain echelon of individuals or someone who has shown the commitment to um, finishing it. I'm like, okay, cool. Don't, don't even try to rationalize it, man. I'm, you know I try to. You know I try I to. I think it's I'm just, like, you know, m- millennials are known for like a bunch of motherfuckers went to college, have mm-hmm. a bunch of debt, they got to work mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not going to work in their field. And nope. so they can say, we want a college graduate and work for this much. And people got student loans to pay. So they're going to just do it with the hopes that, you know, they'll get however much raise after six months and then, you know, a yearly raise of a decent percentage. But exactly. I think the statistics show that job hopping is actually the best way to increase your salary. Facts. Staying, staying with one company doesn't get you shit. No, it doesn't because they just become complacent and take advantage of you. Like if you went to school and you completed your degree and you got your your fucking piece of paper majoring in butt clapology and whatever, and you want to pursue that field, but it's rough to do, you know, chances are you're going to just grab whatever it is that you can. But job recruiters and other niggas, like, take advantage of that shit. Um, Plus this online job search and shit is, like, super different, dude. I've never really, maybe I'm old now, but I've never really had to, like, look on Indeed or ZipRecruiter or anything like that to, like, get a gig. But the process is weird to me. And this is speaking as a person who um, has had the option to hire people through those platforms. Uh, it's it's a lot of weird shit going down on there. One person was like 3,000 miles away. Another person was a 13-year-old. I was like, what in the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was a 13-year-old girl. I was like, baby, what do you know? Which I felt sad because you know how you create a narrative where there isn't one to try and rationalize what's going on. I'm like, maybe she just was bored and wanted to see what was going on or maybe she, her family needs money and she was like i'll work to help and i'm like damn i hope them niggas okay but yeah no nah, it's not it's not legal dog i can't delete this why she got a profile where's the age verification um it's really yeah, I think weird we're kind of uh in in the same boat I, like i haven't had a, a normal job in like 10 years almost i think yeah yeah because you know i was doing the 
EMT thing, which is, you know, you're just out driving with another person and you don't mm-hmm. have like a supervisor watching you, you're just out and about. Okay. It's a totally different kind of work. And then I did some like random stuff. I did like repo for a little bit. I did some security, surprisingly, you know, just for like mm-hmm. under the table cash. And then I was doing like a thing for a minute. And then mm-hmm. I've been doing this pretty much full time for like two years almost. Or I th- yeah, I think repoing I never heard that many of your security stories, but I think your repo stories were like the most entertaining. I don't even think I've heard stories about your repo shit. I just, I'm just imagining you. I as didn't a... do it for that long. Like I did like a couple <laughs> of weeks of each. Well, so the security I super hated. Cause first of all, I'm small. Mm-hmm. Granted I was in working like Mexican clubs where everybody was the same size as me, but <laughs> like they were the dude who, who hired me was like super strict. Like he wasn't like rude, but he was like, no, you can't look at your phone. You can't wear one headphone. You can't do none of this shit. So I, I was like literally losing my mind because I'm just standing in one place and hearing the same, you know, certain songs were repeating at a certain point. Yeah. And I was just like, it's fucking loud. And I'm just standing here and I'm going crazy. Uh, and that's why I stopped doing that. And then the repo thing, they wanted me to work for like a really long time to get my own truck. So I was working as like an assistant, like a spotter, they call it. And um, the dude that as was a spotter, working like, were you the person who was like, a them niggas trapped or a somebody watching or a is somebody like in the car or you know this is the car's location yes over here. yes okay. so i was riding shotgun and helping look because mm-hmm. so now now the te- so I, I don't know if you know but like whenever you see the vans that like do the boots and everything they mm-hmm. have a thing that reads the plates like a little camera thing right and uh i would imagine now that that's how they're doing it so when i left so okay I was working with crazy people. The people who do repo are like mostly not normal. Like, especially if they're working at night, like they're, they're weirdos. Like they're, you know what you I've seen enough videos to kind of see what people are going through. And I, I kind of get that vibe a little bit. It's like, sometimes it's dudes that don't have teeth. And sometimes it's dudes who just like are off. They're people bit. that can't do, you know, and I'm not trying to like be down anybody, but like they're ex felons, they're people who are on drugs, they're people who like, I mean, functionally on drugs, you know, like they have like bad coke habits or whatever, and yeah. and they're they're sometimes people that can't do anything else, like they don't have the interpersonal skills to work at a place where they're dealing with people, so they prowl around at night in a tow truck, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not comfortable <clears throat> to be five feet from somebody like that for overnight, um, yeah. And the thing is, so it's like, yeah, basically our base pay wasn't shit. I worked for a place that didn't have the best leads. And then, yeah, you drive around. If you don't get no cars, they like, they'd be like, oh, like here's a couple hundred bucks, you know, so you don't mm. like starve to death. But yeah, okay. we got paid for the car. I got a cut of that. And then, yeah, sometimes shit was dangerous. Like people, they would like the neighborhoods <laughs> would tip each other off. They would, you, you come back around the block and they'd be five people be sitting on the car that you would people would sleep in their car if they knew that you were trying to come get it they would like wedge it in in a certain way where you couldn't pull it out without damaging the car mm, yeah. so even if you found the cars which was already hard like you would have you would have like their address their mom's address all this shit and like you wouldn't be able to find it but even if you found it it doesn't mean you could get it yeah which is right and i worked and- with crazy people that would like so i mean there's laws obviously like you can't break into somebody's garage even if you no. see it in there through the window yeah motherfuckers would do that are you serious yep they, they want that like, money, man. There's some people, the there's some people who make like 500 a car, depending okay. on who you work for, or if you work for yourself, you yeah. can make 
like oh you know a week's worth of money with one car so yeah. people were thirsty man uh mm. but yeah i only i only did that for a couple weeks and then they were saying that they were going to give me like a spotter car so like they were like oh we got like this fucking uh you know like decommissioned cop car and mm. we're gonna put the camera on it so you could just drive around the, the things and then you'll be like oh it's here and then the tow truck will come get it and then the dude that i worked for that, that ran the lot he was like a, a albanian fucking motorcycle why is it always guy. albanian niggas man albanian niggas be into some real mm, i'm getting a vibe from them. i mean don't want to generalize but mm, they some real money getting type 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 individuals well, also, so he was like, I got to go to Albania and meet up with like my motorcycle gang or some shit. Oh and God. he's like, I'll hit you up when, when I get back and we'll give you this car and stuff. And then like, yeah. he didn't hit me up for like two months and I was already doing something else. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, point being, it's uh, it's hard. Like the idea of just being like, I don't think I'm above any kind of work, you know, but it's nah. like the idea of like, I'm old. I haven't worked a regular job in 10 years and yeah. I'm going to go and have some somebody be like, yeah, like mop this shit up slightly differently. Nah, <laughs> like no, man, I can't. I would go crazy. I nah, would, no I would thanks. hurt somebody. Yeah, no, no, thanks. It it wears on the mind. I, I've definitely found out that um, over the last few years, I've learned, you know, with the management thing. Fortunately, you learn how to conduct yourself and how to hold yourself to certain standards because you want to lead by example. So I would say that no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I do feel confident in the fact that I can hold it down, learn pretty quickly, and do what I need to do, and just you know, be an exemplary person on the team um but uh i do know also that i just don't want to be in charge of niggas anymore really at least at the moment i'm burnt out on that i had an interview lined up for mariano's mariano's i'm not sure how we're pronouncing it but it's a grocery store that's mainly in illinois i think used to be dominic's they did some stuff somebody bought something and well mariano's not like it matters but mariano's existed alongside dominic's for a minute and then they mm-hmm. just like consumed them a certain amount of dominic's became mariano's and then a certain yeah. amount became whole foods nice that's good i know. think it was like I don't, I don't know that like the company got absorbed as much as like the yeah. company was just like we're out of here and then people yeah. got the locations makes sense and um yeah i was on indeed and i saw <laughs> so i've been lying for? like a it was produce a manager. manager yep produce manager and I was filling out the fucking um, Indeed application, and they were like, yo, you know, how many years of produce management have you had? I've worked in a grocery store before. All right, easy peasy. Uh, you had to put a minimum of one years. It had to be a, a certain numerical value. And I was like, damn. So, you know, I wasn't encouraged to fill it out and just put whatever down, because even if you don't get that position, they'll find a position for you. So I filled it out. Sure enough, I got a phone interview. And this is my first time doing all of this online job searching thing. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm waiting for her to ask about my year of managing a produce section in any restaurant. And she didn't because I think she ideally had like another position. And I was like, cool. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'll call you back, you know, so we can get you in during the week of August 9th to, you know, check it out. We're in Rosemont, the headquarters, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's what's up. I have not heard back from that lady, but it's good because I knew in my heart of hearts that I probably didn't want to do that shit because if people are tripping in restaurants, they really tripping in grocery stores. At least restaurants have a way of uh, have just jurisdiction over their space. You got to wear a mask. You got to be here. You're not going to get served food if you're doing this. You got to do this to get in here, blah, 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 blah. Grocery stores are just open to fucking anybody, man. Anybody. 
and they not gonna close down if shit closes down again. All through twenty twenty, motherfuckers been in grocery stores showing they ass, chilling in the Walmart, kicking it because they ain't have elsewhere to go. And I, I just don't envy that aspect. So picture me as a produce manager chilling by the motherfucking zucchinis and there's people breathing on them shits and just kicking it and bullshitting because they can't go elsewhere. I'm not trying to deal with that at well, all. You know, uh, when I worked at a grocery store, if somebody was giving me a hard time, I'm like, you know what? Let me get the manager for you. I, I, yeah. They wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have to ask for the manager. Maybe that's shitty. I mean, I was like 18. But no, I get it. Like, why the fuck? I'm I'm a stock boy, man. Why the fuck are you like, you know what uh, people would complain about? Uh, they would come in and like. October being like, hey, you, you got eggnog yet? And I'm like, no. And like, can you look in the back? I'm like, it's not, it's not even Halloween, bro. And they'd be like, like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you have eggnog before Halloween? I'm like, you know what? Let me stop you right there. I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get the eggnog manager for you. Right. Yeah. No, it's like, dude. And. Anytime I already get the call down when people acting the fuck up, I'm not trying to be the manager. People be asking to talk to the manager. People be calling for the manager to come and repeat what the fuck they just said. Shit is tiresome. It's 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 a handful. I am I am burnt out. I can't do that shit, at least for a little bit. I mean, not in this capacity right now, but working with food is a doozy. People do get sensitive about their shit. But yeah, no, I do not want to be the manager for sometime you know what i'm saying no emails and texts and this person acting up somebody came in to work high oh damn i gotta have a conversation with niggas you know what i'm saying of um shit you have to deal with for the money it's just not it's not balanced at all uh uh, nope you gotta hire fire discipline do the schedule like do the hell yeah i'm like damn do i feel like a father dog and i can't even kiss these motherfuckers on the forehead like <laughs> appropriately <laughs> like it's like you ain't my child you know what i'm saying like i'll like, say if i had a child i'd be like bro all right cool at least i can get a little nigga a bottle or something to hug him and like feel some sort of love but i just met this nigga you just got here you, you know we're not related who is you why why is this happening yeah no do you so did surgery. you want to um hmm? if this is too traumatic you don't have to do it but i was thinking in the do you want to tell your worst uh, comping story of the last six months comping story over the last six where somebody was months. annoying and wrong but like you just comp them so it could be over um you know what i think i'm just different because i, <laughs> I don't be doing <laughs> i am one of them niggas i'm sorry like i've had people call up and just be in the wrong it was like i meant to get this uh well you you didn't get that you know and it was it was explained that this is what this food item was oh well i ain't understand that i'm like well i'm sorry to hear it i actually have stories about how people called and were thinking they were going to get something comped or return and how i just didn't do that and how that conversation went i will say that silence is your best weapon um yeah, you gotta you let them talk it. themselves in some circles mm-hmm. you gotta let shit marinate sometimes i've had people call up and they're just like yeah uh I was in there uh, and I got a euro and um, yeah, my girl don't like it. I was like, what does she not like about the sandwich? Uh, I don't know. She just says she don't like it. And I was like, okay. Is she near you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can you ask her what she doesn't like about it? Uh, okay. She asked him. I mean, he asked her and it was like, yeah. Uh, what don't you like about the sandwich? And I'm like, so you niggas just called up and was like, yo, 
I'm gonna get some free shit. Watch this right here. And I'm like, mm. yeah, there used to be an easy to be fair. I wouldn't have that strength. I wouldn't want to listen to somebody's lame ass, annoying story. I'd be like, yeah, here, here's $5. Nah, nah hell no. I, I want to know all of that. I'm like, nah, tell me, explain to me, brother. And I use the excuse. I was using the excuse. Like I need to go to the back of house and like explain to them what happened so we can avoid it in the future. Now explain yourself. It's like, uh, she's didn't like the taste. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we have a whole bunch of other things. Like if you would like to come back and try something else, like I have some suggestions for you and stuff, but you know, I'm sorry that didn't work out for you. And then there's an awkward silence. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, cool. You have a good evening now. And I just hopped off the phone. I got plenty of stories like that where some lady, man, I could go on and on. I don't want to bore you with it, but yeah, no, I'm just different. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. If it's your bad, it has to be our fault that something happened in my opinion, you know? And then also, we have to make sure, you know, people are taken care of. But if something's our fault and, you know, we in the wrong or whatever, or it was a genuine mistake and you're nice about it, as long as you're nice about whatever it is you're doing, people will open gates for you, open doors, give you coupons and gift cards and shit. Don't be a dickhead. But it's really above some people's ability to do that. It's really hard right now for a lot of people. So, yeah, no. Nah. Oh, oh, I do have stories, though. Um, on top of the other stress that I'm dealing with already, there's people that see defund the police signs or Black Lives Matter signs and they have opinions about them. And then they see me and then they reconsider <laughs> the whole interaction. Um, I had a guy recently reach out, just call the restaurant from an unknown number, first and foremost. And I was like, all right, I think I see what's going on right here because no good can come from that. And um he was like, hey, yeah, I was in there yesterday and, you know, I saw the Black Lives Matter like sign in the window. And I just want to say that as long as you align yourself with a, an organization that has terror, terroristic values, like there are certain people that won't patron your restaurant or come in and be customers. And I let there be a pause. And I just went, I figured as much. Thank you for letting me know that, though. And he hung up. I'm like, I don't know what it is that has people out here moving with impunity or being indignant or feeling like their opinions matter. But if a Black Lives Matter sign in a window is enough to make you not want to eat at a place, then perhaps you should just eat somewhere else. And you're not the certain type of clientele that that restaurant wants dining in there in the first place, you know. So keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, I, it, I, I. They didn't get the response they wanted, uh, which you know, is nice. They didn't. I can tell. Motherfuckers just want to argue, and I'm not doing that. No, I'm not. I'm not wasting my time on that. So, there's that. Um, do you think Chicago is going to close down again? Um, it's super hard to predict. I was just kind of like speculating on that in the last week or two because of the this new variant and, but. I think it really depends on what happens in the next couple of months. Obviously, no, you know, they want money. They want people to work and they're mm-hmm. going to do everything to not close down. Uh, yeah, it just depends on how things go. Mm-hmm. And obvi- and also, I mean, the government doesn't want to give anybody no money. Yeah. So it's they're They're going to it would have to get super bad for anything to start moving backwards. I figured as much. Um, we haven't seen numbers this high since like November of 2020. Yeah, yeah, in- and uh, I was reading that they do, they're not classifying Lollapalooza as a super spreader because only they only have so many positive cases. But 
I think it's a little dishonest. Like they're not taking into account, you know, it's not like literally everybody left and got tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, it's, it's um, out of the minority that got tested. And then, yeah. you know, you, you weren't on Twitter to see this, but uh, a lot of people were like, I got COVID from rolling loud, but everybody, uh-huh. and then people were like, stop getting tested. Cause it's going to um, cause all the, the concerts to get shut down again. No good. Good dude. That's, Fuck a concert, man. These people gonna be here, dude. You can see virtual shows and concerts and stuff. You don't need to be out here at what cost, man. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's easy for us to say because I think we've <clears throat> we've lived quite a bit, and I think this experience has made me officially old. Like I think yeah. I was like not really my age, and then being forced to like slow down to the extent yeah. like yeah. I don't even have an itch to really go back to mm-hmm. any of it. Like, I mean, obviously, I I'm just not going to be a shut in, but like, you know, me and you, we used to go out and drink and party Dude, yeah. with younger people. And it's true. I still, um, I still do my thing here and there, you know, locally, but it's like, I don't go out crazy. I go to places where they take it seriously and I go to places where I feel safe and I'm familiar with the staff there and I know what's going on. Um, Chicago is going to fuck around. And I think, I think it was around 213 or 123 people said that they tested positive after after Lollapalooza. We know for a fact that it's going to be more. They don't want to classify it as a super spreader. <laughs> the phrase super spreader is just funny to me, but they don't want to classify it as that because we have Pitchfork coming up and Riot Fest coming up and who knows what else is going to be happening. They're probably going to do shit at Millennium Park and stuff, but they don't want to curb these things. So they bullshitting and people are bullshitting. So they're doing see. i think it was riot fest they said they're doing something <clears throat> where like you have to have a negative test within a certain amount of time and we'll see like how they enforce that or whatever i mean it's, it's, it's tough yeah no I, I get that it's tough because you know that industry particularly was hurt you know like all the people that work at the venues and the uh, you know artists the medium to smaller artists make a lot of their money through playing shows so like i mean i get it but I just think, you know, if, if safety is really a concern uh, and you know, I'm not an expert, I just, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. And, but unfortunately I, it's not like the government is going to pay people to not work. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, but so I, uh, I'm on a, a slight, uh, time constraint. We can go for, no. if there's anything you want to hit, but I was thinking, you know, if you have time, we can, we can do another one soon and do like, this is our like reintroduction and we could have like yeah. a real episode yeah, soon and do sure. like a long one. Mm-hmm. It's no, not like we came is... with any topics. We're just like <laughs> no, uh... we didn't. We're just like, hey, do we remember how how to do this? And honestly, uh, overall, I just wanted to put something out there to let people know that we are still alive and everything is okay and things will be okay, and we're gonna be making content again. So, you know, for those of you also that have been checking in or reaching out, you know, on me or asking and stuff, that's really sweet. I'm cool. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Reggie. If you had any weird questions come to you, I appreciate you responding to them. No, stuff, I mean, but... I think it was uh, it was pretty uh, you know, heartwarming. I guess people had a genuine uh, concern of, of what you were up to and what you were doing, and if you're yeah. okay. I didn't expect that at all, you know, because you know I make self deprecating jokes about myself and like us and us just being like random niggas on the internet and stuff, but people actually care out here. That's really sweet, and um. It's a blessing to, you know, just off of what you post online to to have a connection to people in that regard. It's not something hopefully, that I expected, uh, but it's nice. Hopefully no third shift workers lost their jobs. 
because I, I maybe they used your your spit in the butt tweets as their alarm <laughs> to go to work. It, people used to say like, "Yo, I know it's time to go to sleep," or "I know it's almost time to clock out." Like when I see this shit, and I'm like, "Hey, but look, keep the energy though. Keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like keep that mindset. I have a legacy of of sorts, and I'm I'm, I'm proud of that. But no, nah, this is just to get back out here. Um, yeah, we're gonna be working on some stuff, and hopefully, you guys tune in. But we'll be here in the meantime. But thanks for setting some time aside to record today. I appreciate you, dude. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, they're gonna start drilling a lot more stuff in the house for the security. And then yeah, I gotta do some work, and then I gotta go to a dinner. And then, but anyway, course, yeah, yeah, it was nice to do this, and um, we can talk soon. And mm-hmm. I still need to um, photograph you and a bunch of other things. Oh, yes. I'm down with that. Yeah. Please let me know. But until next time, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys more than ever. Uh, I hope everything's going okay with you. And we will be back. Take care. Beep, 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 beep. That's what that sound like. That's crazy. All right. I'm out. Bye. <laughs>